Hey, we're in a, a series called Anxious for Nothing. Anxious for Nothing. We're talking about anxiety. If you're anxious, if you're stressed out, if you worry, um, this message is for you. And to be honest with you, I don't, I don't, I think it's for everybody, okay? Because I think all of us, you know, from time to time, you might at least face some type of stress and anxiety, and, um, and, and we're going to deal with that. Anxiety, as we talked about last week, you know, it's the what if, what if, what if. So now we're always looking in the future to the what ifs, and we assume, to assume the worst is going to happen, and all the time. And, um, and, and so that's that anxiety, the anxious feeling. And in the series called you know, Anxious for Nothing, it's based out of a book that I love, one of my favorite authors, Matt Lucado. Matt Lucado wrote a book called Anxious for Nothing. And, um, and so I'm using this book as kind of a, of a guide. And, um, and I promise you, <laughs> I'm not giving you a book report, okay? I mean, you know, this is uh, just a guide, but I'm using a lot of different stuff outside of that and some of my own personal thoughts. And I've really been hoping that this will be a blessing for all of us here. And um, every one of us will face anxiety. And so we gotta learn how to deal with those anxiety. You know, we're gonna face them, but we don't need to live in it day in and day out. Matt, Matt Lucado, he said this, and I said this last week. He said, the presence of anxiety is, is unavoidable. It's unavoidable, we'll have them. But the prison of anxiety is optional. It's optional. And so we're learning God's blueprint for how to deal with anxiety in our lives. Now, I, I said last week, you know, and I'll say it again this week. If you're thinking that, hey, I'm going to get the one sermon that's going to fix all my anxiety. No, you, you need all four weeks. All four weeks, that means you gotta be here. For some of you, that, that makes you anxious, so, you know? You know no, no, you gotta be here all four weeks, and uh, you, if you missed last week, it, it, it's online, and you can go to our website and find it, and um, you are all four weeks to get the whole picture, the whole blueprint to see how we can deal with anxiety. And we're looking at a passage of scripture in Philippians chapter four, five verses. Five verses, you know these verses, you've read them, you've heard them before, you, you, you've heard it in a small group, I'm sure, I'm sure it's been taught up here in, in some shape or form, but these are five verses, and um, we're gonna encourage you to memorize these five verses, and hopefully you're doing that. Let these verses sink, sink in deep into your heart and soul, and, and, and focus and meditate on uh, these five verses. So let me read um, the verse, these five verses, and i let you see the whole thing. Verse number four, Philippians chapter four, the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, see, that's what we're after, right? We, we want the peace of God. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, brothers and sisters, 
whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is uh, right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, we're to think about these things. Last week, we looked at verses 4 and 5. And we kind of set up the very first part of that blueprint. We talk about celebrating who God is. That word rejoice in the Lord. We're to celebrate who God is. That God is good. That God is in control. That's a bold confidence of who God is. That was week one. Week two, we're going to talk about today how to ask God for help. Asking God for help. Let me show you where we're going here for week three and four. Letter, then week number three, I'm just going to kind of leave it like that. L. We'll fill in the blank next week. And then week number four, you'll see the whole thing. We're going to, we're going to learn about what it means to be calm, peace, in the middle of anxiety. And so you see how all four of these things are coming together, and I can't wait to, to unpack the next two weeks with you. But today, so important. It is so important. And I don't want you to miss this because it's very easy to just say, hey, I, I, I've heard something like this before. Listen, this is powerful. It's important. We need to learn how to ask God for help. We look back in verse number six. That's where we're going to be at today. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. The word every means every. It means all. In other words, everything you're anxious about, God is saying, I'll take it all. I'll take it all. And so Paul says, here's what we do. Watch what Paul says. He says, you know, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In other words, we're to ask God for help. And if I were to ask you when you feel anxious, when you feel anxious, it's the very first thing you do is to go to God in prayer, or, or the very first thing you do is go to someone else or, or something else. And I think if truth be told, I think a lot of us would say, I go to someone else, or I go to something else. We might turn to, you know, to alcohol or drugs or, 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 or sex or pornography. It might be even simpler than that. It might be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm, I got anxiety. I need to go shopping. You know, I need, I need, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out. And listen, don't, you know, shopping and, and working out, not a bad thing. But sometimes that's what we do first. We do first. And Paul can, make, it can be clear on this. He can say, hey, we ought to turn to God first. Uh, it, it, peace. Peace, again, that's what we're after. Peace is found on the path paved with prayer. Paved with prayer. Prayer that we have to turn to. And, and Paul, he's so clear about this. It's so clear. And for some of you, this might be the hardest message of the whole series. And at the same time, I believe it's going to be the most helpful. And here's why. Here's why. 
Because so many of us, we have given up on prayer. We've given up on prayer. Some of you say, you know, Scott, I, I've tried prayer, and it doesn't work. Or, or you've, you're just frustrated because somebody or some, you know, uh, maybe another Christian said, hey, you should stop praying hard enough. You got to pray harder. And for some of you, you've just kind of given up on prayer. And if that's you, if you've given up on prayer, I, I want to challenge you with the thought. I want to challenge you with the thought. If prayer is not an effective tool for anxiety, then why on earth would Paul in Scripture tell us to turn there for anxiety? Why, why would Paul even bring it up if it was not an effective tool, if it doesn't work? Maybe, just maybe, if you've given up on prayer or you felt like your prayer has not been effective, maybe there is a way to pray. Maybe there is a way that will bring power. It will bring power over anxiety. And that's what I think Paul is getting at in this verse. How to have power and to be effective in the way we pray. I, I want to unpack this. Let me walk through this first, show you what Paul's telling us. Look at verse number six again. Paul said we take everything in prayer, we take every situation to God by prayer with thanksgiving, prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request uh, to God. So you see, the, I, I, I kind of highlighted Prayer, petition, request. And all three of these words are, are different Greek words for the word prayer. And some of you say, well, why didn't Paul just give us one word? One Greek word for prayer. Why, 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 did he, why, why three different words? And, and, and some of you are probably thinking that. So Paul said, listen, in order to, to move, in a, you know, to get to where you need to be, there's a progression here. To get to a point in your prayer life where at least you do something really specific, there's a progression of these three different words. So I, I need your help here, and uh, I, I need you to, uh, we're about to get our Greek on. Okay? Y'all good for this? Okay? We're going to nerd out a little bit. I'm going to nerd out, and just hang, hang with me. All right? And, uh, and, the first service, I mean, man, they got this about 9 o'clock, 9.30. So you've got some, you know, you've slept a little bit more longer. So you're ready for this, okay? All right, so how many of you say, I'm ready to get my Greek on? I'm ready. All right, all right, good, good. All right, now let me walk you through each of these three words. Prayer, petition, and request. Here's the first word, if you're taking up prayer. The Greek word for this word in, in Philippians 4, verse 6, it's the word prosuche. Prosuche. I'm not going to ask you to pronounce it, okay? Just, just kind of hang with me, okay? Prosuche. And this is what it means. It means your approach, your approach to prayer. Uh, in other words, God, I, I know you can help me. I know that I have access to God. God, I know I can turn to you in prayer. 
And we're going to approach God in prayer. It's the second word. It's the, the word petition. That Greek word is the word D-A-C-A. D-A-C-A. And it means we question help. We question help. In other words, God, I need your help. I need you. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. That kind of prayer. You know, we question help. But listen, we're, we're told that we need to present our request. That's the third word. We've got to present our request to God. And the word request, and the Greek word is the word itemata. Itemata. And this is what this means. And this word, it means to ask for something definite, specific. You're asking for something definite and specific. Paul is telling us in this verse, this is what he said. He said, don't just get high level in prayer. You know, don't just get there. Lord, I lay my head down to sleep. Keep my, you know, whatever, you know, y'all know that prayer, right? You know, you know, he said, hey, don't just get high level. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. Thank you, you know, God help me today. All right? Don't just get into, you know, prayer and request, uh, prayer and petition, where we're asking for God for help, just for help. Paul saying, listen, you've got to go further than that. You've got to get specific. You, you, you've got to get definite with exactly what you're anxious about and tell God exactly what kind of help you need from God. Specific. Let me give you a visual here. Let me, let me help you see this. You see the bullseye. All right? And, and, and that first word, prayer. All right? There, there's a the place for that. When we come to God. This is the popcorn prayer. This is the prayer you pray at dinner table. And, and listen, nothing wrong with this prayer. You know, Bible says with the being constant, you know, uh, be, be praying constantly. Pray without season. Now, our time is this. Hey, God, I'm walking in this office. Help me, to have a, help me to have a good day at work. That's good. That's prosuche. It's our approach to God in prayer. And then the second word, if we get a little bit closer, it's the word petition. It's the Help me, God. Help me. I'm in trouble. Help me. Help me out here, God. I'm anxious. I'm stressed. Help me. And, 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 and so we get there, we get there. And then the bullseye, this is what, got, this is what Paul trying to get it to. He said, you know, the, the request, the Pacific, this is where we say, God, this is exactly where I'm at. And many of us, we don't get there in our prayers. I mean, can we just be honest? Oftentimes, we're on the outside with prayer. We do petition, help me, God, help me. I'm stressed, I'm anxious. But we don't do the hard work. We don't dig deep and go for the bullseye. I think for some of it, it just take time. I mean, that bullseye prayer, it, it, it's a time-tasting prayer. 
That bullseye prayer, it can be uncomfortable sometimes. You've got to dig deep. You've got to really, you've got to really tell God, hey God, this is where I'm, this is where I'm anxious about. This is why, this is the underlying issue. This is going to God. And if you were to examine your own prayer life, you know, that, that's where I'm at sometimes as I evaluate my life. You know, I, I find myself on the, on the front, go back to that bullseye real quick, Kevin. You know, prayer and petition, that's where I'm super generic with my prayers. And again, Paul said, that's okay, prayer and petition, great, that's part of it. We should do that. But, but for some of us, this is where we stop. And we just miss the bullseye when it comes to praying over anxiety. Y'all with me so far? Y'all with me? Good. Let me help you out here. How many of you ever had a child come up to you crying? It could be your child, it could be, you know, a niece, nephew, maybe some, a kid that you work with, you know, you're a teacher and you got kids, and they start crying. I mean, you can hear them a mile away. And they're red in the face, tears coming down. <laughs> help me, <laughs> help me. You know, they can barely, barely catch their breath. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, have you, read, you know, you're like, you know, they barely can get a word out. Help me, and you, what do you do? You try to calm them down. You know, you try to shut them down, say, what's wrong, what's wrong? Help me, help me. You know, they're crying. You don't, and again, as a parent, or as a teacher, or maybe an aunt, or an uncle, you don't know what's wrong. You just know there's something wrong, right? No, no. And, and so what do we say? We say, it's okay, calm down, calm down. Use your words, right? Use your words. You know, talk to me, use your words. And, and you get them to a place where they tell you why they're having a meltdown, why they're crying. You know, you get them to use their words. We can't help them until they get specific, right? Um, let me give you another example. And a lot of you guys uh, you might be able to relate with this, all right? You know, whether you're married or maybe you're dating someone, you know, and you've got a girlfriend, and, and, and you come around your wife, your girlfriend, and you notice something's wrong. And you say, hey, hey, um, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's wrong? What's wrong, honey? What did it say? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, guys, listen to me. Listen, listen. And this will help you. This will really help you. Nothing always means something. <laughs> always does. No way around it. We know it. Honey, what, what's wrong? I just had a bad day. So, okay, come on. I want to help you. How can I help you? I'm just, you know, having a rough time with my friends. I don't have any friends. Okay, well, honey, that's not true, but just get a little bit deeper. You got friends, people like you, you know. It's just, you know, whatever. Here's the deal, if you're taking notes. You can't really help something until it becomes specific. Let me say that again. You can't really help something until it becomes specific. And so, let me ask you, are you ultra 
ultra specific in your prayer life with exactly why you're anxious? Or do you just go to God and say, God, help me. And God said, what's wrong? It's nothing. God knows. Hey, listen, God knows it's something. And he know, in fact, God already knows what it is. But he wants you to tell him. He wants you to go to him. He wants you to take everything to him. No matter how big, no matter how small. Listen, God, God is great. Not just because nothing is too big. God is great because nothing is too small. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29, uh, he said this. Jesus said, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? I mean, the cheap, they're a dime a dozen. You know, I mean, the, 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 you, know, he, you know, why would they sell sparrows? This would be for a poor person. If they couldn't afford uh, a sheep or a lamb, you know, to, the, to bring to the temple for a sacrifice, you know, the, hey, a sparrow. It's about as low as you can go, the cheapest you can get it. And a dime a dozen. That's what Jesus is saying here. But he said, not, yet not one of them, not one of those sparrows will fall to the ground outside your father's care. He knows all about it. He knows all about it. Even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many, many sparrows. You have a heavenly father that wants to hear from you. He wants to know, he wants to hear the specifics in your life. And, and some of you are thinking, well, why? He already knows. Why do I need to get specific? He knows. He knows how many hair I have on my head or how many I don't have on my head. For some of, that, for some of you, that's easy. <laughs> some of you, that, okay, you got a lot of hair. <laughs> but he knows. Why, why do I go to God with all the details? He knows. Why would, I, I mean, God, you know, help me, help me. You know what's going on. Take care of it. Listen, listen. And I want you to process this for the next few minutes. But being specific for, being specific for God, listen, it's for your benefit, not for God's. It's for your benefit to get specific in your request to God. Uh, in Mark chapter 10, there's a story of Jesus in Jericho, and, and, and we see this um, in, in verse number 46. And, uh, and, and in verse 46, you see a blind man named Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. The Bible says he's sitting by the roadside, he's begging. So you got the blind man, blind Bartimaeus. He's on the side of the road, and do you think he has anxiety? I, I think so. I mean, I think he's probably wondering where he can get his meal, when he can get his next meal. He's probably wondering where I'm going to lay my head down at night. You know, this is his life. He's just hoping to make it through the day. And so he's begging. And here comes Jesus. And he hears that Jesus is walking by. And notice what he did here in verse number 47. He began to shout, Jesus, son of, son of David, have mercy on me. In other words, help me. Help me, help me, help me. And the people around him, <laughs> verse 48, they rebuke him. They said, hey, settle down. 
you know, you're interrupting Jesus, you know. Just shut your prayers, shut up, you know, and that's what we do sometimes. We shut our own prayers up. We got the voice in our heads. God, God don't have time for you. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. And there's these people trying to shut down Bartimaeus, but Bartimaeus, he knows that this may be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And so he began to continue to shout. He shouted all the more, son of David, son of David, have mercy on me. And he says it over and over and over again. Help me, help me, help me. God, just help me. That's what many of us live in our prayer life, right? God, just help me. Help me. And Jesus, he hears them. He calls them over. Watch what happens in verse 50. The blind man, blind blind man, he throws his cloak aside. He jumped to his feet and it came to Jesus. For a minute, I, just want, I want you to put yourself in the story. Put yourself in the story. You got blind man, blind, can't see. And Jesus said, come, come see me. And he throws his coat off and he jumps up <laughs> Instead of Jesus coming to him, because the guy's blind, right? You know, he said, come to me. So he, he's like, you know, Jesus, where you at? You know, you're stumbling around. And uh, I don't want to fall off the stage, okay? <laughs> and, uh, and you know, really see, you see yourself in the story if I fall off the stage here, all right? And so he, he finds, Jesus, like, he's standing right there. He finally finds Jesus, and he probably touches his face. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. And, and, and Jesus, he he asked him a question, and it's, it's so unbelievable what Jesus asked him. In some ways, it's almost kind of insulting. But look what Jesus did. He said in verse 51, he said, Hey, high blind Bartimaeus, you know, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? I mean, can you just see this? I can just, I can just picture this. There's Jesus talking to blind Bartimaeus. He's like, you know, what can I do for you? And there's the disciple. Jesus. He's blind. Everybody knows he's blind. Isn't it obvious? The guy, I mean, you're asking him kind of a dumb question, Jesus. Remember, listen, remember, remember, listen. Anytime Jesus asks a question, it's never for his benefit, but for the person that he's talking to for their benefit. Jesus knows. He said, what, what can I do for you, Bart? What can I do for you? And, 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 and the blind man responds, verse 51. He said, I, I just want to see. He got to the bullseye of the request. He got to the point. He said, I just want to see, Rabbi. Jesus, I just want to, I just want to take this very specific anxiety that I have in my life. I, I'm going to name it. I'm blind. And it's hard to live like this, week in and week out, day in and day out. I don't know where I'm going to get my food today. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. I just want to see. And Jesus says, okay. I, I can work with that. And he heals this blind man. And, and, and this is 
this is what Jesus, this is what Paul is driving at in Philippians chapter 4. We are to get specific with our request about anxiety. If you're taking notes, so good. The more you pray specifically, the more God can ease your anxiety. Sure, there are times when you say, God, I need help. But man, there are times where you should say, God, I, I, this is where it takes time. This is where it can get uncomfortable. And we got to dig deep and say, God, I'm stressed at work, and here's why. I have this project. I've got people that are trying to climb on top of me and get ahead of me. And, and if they outshine and if the boss who doesn't know you doesn't have a relationship with you and it's all about the numbers and the final end of the day, if my numbers don't match up, God, I lose my job. And that's where the anxiety coming from. God, I really need you in this moment. Hey, specific, bullseye. The bullseye kind of prayer. You know, sometimes we, we talk to a counselor. If you have a counselor, a therapist, and listen, I think that's wonderful. There's no shame in that. But we pay money to go talk to a counselor. And you know what the counselor does? You know, you go in and say, man, I'm, I'm struggling. Okay, surface, generic, I need help. Okay, you know what the counselor's trying to do? They're trying to get you to tell him the bullseye. He's trying to get you to tell you the, the, the deep issues before you unpack. And you pay money to tell a counselor, listen, God said, talk to me like you would talk to a counselor and unpack the deep issues of your heart and take the time to do it. Take the time to have that conversation and unload, unload, unload on me. That's what God's saying. We say, well, how do you know God wants that? Well, 1 Peter 5, verse 7. You will cast your anxiety. It's the idea of unloading. That's what it means. To unload all, all your anxiety on him. Because he cares. You have a father in heaven who, who wants you to unload. Unload on him. Isn't that wonderful? But some of us. We're not getting bullseye with our prayers. It's not for God's benefit, but for yours. I promise you, when you go to the counselor's office, if you ever go to counseling, it's not for his benefit. It's for yours. And who does all the talking? Not the counselor, but you. He's just asking questions, so let's keep going. He keep pushing, he keep pushing, he keep pushing you to the bullseye. That's what God wants. That's what God wants. And unfortunately, so many of us don't get there. Let me give you some takeaways real quick. Four takeaways. Number one, you got to name what's making you anxious. Dig deep. Name it. Name it. Get definite. Get specific. Number two, 
ask God specifically, specifically for what you need. Take it to him. Ask God for what you need. He's waiting for you. God is waiting for you to get specific because he can't deal with your anxiety until you get specific and you name it and you ask him for help. Number three, find a promise in scripture that fits your problem. Make a prayer out of it. It could be so helpful. Pop, in other words, populate your prayers like this. God, you said in your words. You might just say, you said. For example, you take a Isaiah 43, verse 2. You, you can pray like this. God, you, you said that you would lead me through the fire. God, you said you would lead me through the waters, and you would be with me. And I believe that. Or you might look at Psalm 23, 4. That, that verse might come to mind. God, you said you would walk with me through the valley of the shadow of death, and I should not feel no evil for because you are with me. I, God, I believe it, and I trust you because of what you said. You, you could take the passage from Philippians chapter 4 and say, God, I'm going to come to you. You said I don't have to be living in the prison of anxiety, that I could come to you in prayer, and God, I am right now. I'm coming to you, and I'm giving you everything. I'm going to cast. You said I can cast and unload on you. God, I've got a lot to unload. Are you ready? And God said, yep, bring it. Bring it. He said, well, Scott, you know, I don't know the Bible that well. You know, it, I don't know scripture that well. You know, well, listen, let me help you out. Not, that's okay. Maybe you're new. There's a real great, great way to do this. If you're trying to find a verse. I don't know a verse. I need to find a verse. Listen, there's a great thing called Google. Y'all heard of it? Google. You go on Google, you know, um, and you go there, or Yahoo, you know, whatever, and you type in the anxiety that you're facing, and then listen, listen. And you add these two words, Bible verse. I promise you, when you put the search button, you're going to have hundreds of verses to look at. And you go verses and start praying over the promises of God in your life. And then number four, here's the fourth takeaway. You've got to trust God that he hears you, that he's listening. you got to trust that he's good and it's in control. We talked about that last week. Having a posture, a posture before God. Say, God, I have bold confidence. I celebrate in the middle of my anxious situation. I can celebrate and rejoice that you are good and that you are in control. See, prayer Peace is paved with the path to prayer. God wants us, God wants us to find peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. 
So this week, I want to challenge you to memorize that verse. Memorize. Memorize. Put it on a, put it on a note card. Write it, write, it down on a, write it down somewhere. Put it on a mirror. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it on your dashboard. Put it at your office. Memorize this verse. And then I want to challenge you this week to be specific. Be specific. No matter how big, no matter how small, pray specifically because it will put more power in your prayers. And it will allow God to work in your life when it comes to anxiety. God, we thank you for all of us here. We thank you. We're living in times of anxiety. It's anxious times. Every time we turn on the TV and the news, every time we read the news, we're faced with, with more bad news. More bad news about the economy. We're faced with more bad news about, about wars around the world and, and anxiety about plague and pandemic. We're, we're faced with it all day long. But God, I just ask you to help us to deal with those situations. Help us to name it. Name this specific anxiety in each one of our lives. Everyone's different. We all face anxiety in different ways. We see it different ways. But God, you know all the details. I pray, God, that we will speak Jesus in every anxious situation, every, no matter how big, no matter how small, you care about all the details. Help us to unload on you because you care for us. So God, I pray that today, this week, we start getting more bullseyes in our prayers. It might not happen every time we pray, but God, I pray that throughout the week, we have some bullseye prayers where we dig deep and have a real conversation, definite, specific, about the anxiety, stress, and worries in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.